recording. Are we in there? What's up? What's happening? What's going on, my man? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Nothing much, man. Dude, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. I am very much glad to be here. First of all, this is a dope establishment. I just want to say that. This is a very much a dope establishment. Um, I was very surprised. I was very surprised when I walked up in You're here. Digging man. the vibes, huh? I am, man. It's just it's a great, it's a great feeling in this room, man. It's very awesome, bro. Dude, it's good, dude. We're gonna be um, you know, a lot of people don't know, but you know, Cap and I are actually gonna be pushing, you know, some other podcasters locally from out sure. of the studio too. So we have we have big plans to um, you know, to make our own podcast network and essentially really let some artists from around here and some comedians from around here shine and um you know, and do their thing just like we are. So Hey man, I'm here for it. I am here for it. Yeah, dude, one hundred percent. I'm down for it. I apologize for those who are gonna be seeing this. I'm like, is he talking to somebody or is it just like he's not really there? I, I didn't realize I was gonna be blending in <laughs> You're floating with the head. wall. Uh, <laughs> I like wanted to wear a head. color that represent my dark skin. <laughs> and then when I got here, it's like, oh, now I'm gonna be really blending in the fucking walls with, are with green the wall. Too, this is a horrible type of situation for me. This is what it is. This it's is okay. So funny. This is the things I get to be seen. <laughs> yeah, dude. The shit that we do, we show our ass in public uh, yeah. as comedians, right? That is true. That's twenty four all- fucking seven. That is true. I feel like I shouldn't have wore this white shirt. You know what I mean? Like I'm regretting now that I'm seeing myself from this angle. How are my man tits cap? How are these looking from that angle? I need a bra strap. Need a bra strap. <laughs> there we go. That. The first, he's not even a comedian. The first person to crack a joke. <laughs> the entire podcast exactly. is the camera guy. I just like the fact that we have a great big and tall type situation. Big and small type situation. Yeah. It, this looks like a bad after school program. Like it this, definitely is. Like You look like you're teaching me something and I'm just sitting here. This yeah. is great. This I'm is like, like, hey, uh, Tommy, don't do heroin. Yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. And it's just like, oh, I did it. I've already done it already. Dude, you should stop doing heroin. The Why? Well, this is the thing. I have some investment properties, and they're right near the Suboxone clinic, and we're really trying to clean the area up. So Never heard of Suboxone. Oh, Suboxone is basically two sticks of uh, heroin, and then we, we light that on fire with a flare gun that we stole from a police car. Oh, wow. Uh, and then, yeah, that's called, uh, that's called Alligator Snare. Wow. That's, yeah, it's a new thing. The kids are loving it. The kids are loving it. Yeah, it's well, just, it's me. a marketing thing. It, it it's just great. I yeah, just Disney's gonna put it in all their drinks next year. You know what? That is what I can't wait for. I yeah. want that in my drink right now. Big moves, dude. Big moves. There's some things happening. <laughs> there's there's some big things happening. I really want that. Yeah, I really want that now. Like I just I want to be a part of that, dude. I think <laughs> I want to be a part of this now. I'll have my investors email you and Thank uh, you. yeah, Thank and you. then we'll figure this out, dude. Thank you. I think you tried to do, like direct me away from it but now i'm like more no. invested like yeah. now i'm more invested into this yeah dude that's like wow it's gonna happen it's i believe so it's like a great opportunity a great opportunity to distribute heroin to people it I, is great. I like conducting fake conversations Does that- it's all right <laughs> i listen i am very much i am very much comfortable having great fake conversations because hey i have it all the time i have always always have like would you rather oh wish you with or what whatever type type situation this podcast brought to you by heroin yeah heroin yeah we're they're never going to sponsor this episode it's okay but like this it's good for the inside but you eventually die it's yeah. just like it's just very much you feel great it has to be good yeah i mean <laughs> given the yelp reviews yeah you know what i mean it's like heroin- based on popular opinion alone it has to be good dude yeah 
heroin is like sex. It's just like it's good when you're doing it. And yeah. then after that, you don't want to face the consequence. It's like a mess. You yes. know, it's just so so much stains. It's uh, just a lot going on. You think that society condemns heroin too much? Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I just I think heroin gets a bad name. It's just like, oh yeah, it's a bad name. It does. It's just like hey, around these parts for sure. I listen. I've known. I've met somebody who was. Uh, what's it called? Like when you're a drug a addict, functioning. You're a function. You're a functioning addict. I know lots of them. I feel that people they should have like a functioning addict tour. If you're gonna do drugs, do it responsibly. Yes, you should have a time period. Yeah, of when you're supposed to do it. Well, that's how they do it in Europe. I don't know if you know that, but a lot of they people's lives are not destroyed, and they're on drugs all the time, and they have like clean yeah. facilities where they test your drugs. They give you yeah. needles, safe injection sites. Yeah. Uh yeah, the Europeans are a lot more not everywhere in Europe obviously. Um Good. we know there's bad shit going on in Europe right now, but in yeah. certain parts of it, they're very liberal and and kind of free when it comes to forward thinking when it comes to like, hey, people are going to do it, let them fucking do it. Do it. Why not? Why they don't let them kill themselves with exactly. the street drugs? Exactly. You know what I mean? People yeah, are fucking exactly. putting uh, you know, Powdered sugar in there, and and powdered sugar can kill you, dude. That is true. Powdered too much powdered sugar will kill a man. I heard that just this much powdered sugar can actually uh, kill like four people. That is true. That is true. Listen, what what takes away your teeth faster, heroin or like that donut? Which which one, dude? I saw an eighty four year old heroin addict. The best teeth I've ever seen in my life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these. I mean, dude. Literally, his teeth just looked like. uh, It looked like. They were really white, bro. That, that's that's were, what it is. It was nice teeth. That's, that's literally it. They give were, him, give him one fake. donut. I dare you to give him a Skittle. <laughs> one donut. Just give him a Skittle. Yeah, dude. Done. Dude, a lot of junkies actually crave candy. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> 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 I broke you, bro. A lot. I finally broke. A lot. All right, now let's talk about the real shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A lot of junkies crave candy. <laughs> <laughs> too close to home. <laughs> you look here, gummy bears in your backpack. Oh, and oh. <laughs> He's gonna figure me out. <laughs> Why are you in Jolly Ranchers every time? <laughs> that got me. That got me. That got me. Put the Mars bar down, friend. Oh my god. This this is fun. I hope this gets you fired up before the show. Oh man, you got to show at Wiley's right after this. Right after this, man. Pretty pumped, dude. You're really out there. You just opened up for Miss Pat. Tell me about that. How was that meeting her, dude? Um, so first off, meeting Miss Pat uh, around for like this, like the second time I've met this lady. Okay. So when I when she first came, I was not really doing comedy like that. Like I was just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. And um, then I started getting more good at it and started working more at the craft at it. And I really understanding the comedy thing so this uh i think a couple weeks ago she was here and um usually um people who don't know the behind the scenes of comedy uh nowadays they're doing only two-man shows oh really two-man shows i didn't so, realize that so yeah only doing two-man shows so for all those who don't know two-man shows are so it's basically uh just the feature and the headliner so basically um they take away the host so the, basically the features being the whole slash feature and then that's it. Yeah. So when Miss Pat got there, um, she asked like, where's the host? And we, I was being the door guy and being the sound guy. She was like, there's no host. I was like, no, there's no host at all. And I said, let me go find you a host. <laughs> Cause the reason why I listen, Miss Pat is a one comedian. Like you better be funny yeah. or she's going to tell you, to get off the stage like it's i don't care who you are 
how big and successful is. She's a real lady. Like I know some people may see her show. No, she they, looks. She sounds fierce. Like she's a fierce woman. Mm-hmm. That is who she is. Like, but so I went to the general manager and I was like, "Yo, she's looking for a host." And she was like, "Man, what?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I can do it. I can do it." And she was like, "Well, if you feel like you're comfortable, go ahead and do it." So I went back there and I told her, "I said, well, I can do the first show. Yeah, I can do it." Um, and then she was like, "Okay, well, send out." text messages to like who people you may know who are close here um and so they can host like uh the second show and then we'll see about the sunday so okay so first show man this is the only time for a long time for quite a while now i felt like nervous like i felt beads of sweat it's happening. natural you're about to go up in front of one of your heroes exactly so what, it's what like, are you gonna say so at this point man like the first show was like jam-packed to the walls so um, I just sat majority of these people. So these people already have seen my face. If already mad because I've sat them in a horrible seat or a seat that they call horrible. So music goes up, man. I hit the stage and all of it becomes a blur. All I know I opened up with, like, I know a lot of y'all thinking like, I just seen this dude and the place fell out. So, and then driving off that, man, I literally did 10 minutes, 10 minutes and, when I was done, my cousin who works there, she was like, when you said your na- when you said your name, like, I'm done, let's get ready to get the show started, people start clapping. Like, and it wasn't like, oh, thank God. But it was like a moment of like, yo, like, you just did good. Yeah. So for that moment, man, like, it was, it was crazy. It was surreal. Like, for me to open up for Miss Pat is like the one of the greatest things. Like, it's just like one of the greatest things I can say, brother, because she's a blazing icon who, who people don't know her, but like, she's yeah. freaking hilarious. Oh, I'm sure people who listen to this. So, so like, yeah. so like it's like, she's freaking hilarious, man. And like to get up on the stage for the first time, man, to open up for her was awesome. So yeah. like, it was very much awesome. Like I've worked with a couple people, but Miss Pat is like kind of like at the top of my list right now. So. Yeah. Who are some of the other people that you've got to open for or feature for? And then also want to go back to that two man show thing real quick. I gotcha. want to ask you this. So, what do you think about that as far as like uh, for guys like us who have been doing it four or five years and we can do like that 20, that 15, 20 minutes. We can, right, do, right. we can probably get close to that 30 minute mark if we're more skilled and we can do crowd work and we're working on new things and we can we can play around and get there. Right. Yeah. So it's like for guys like us who have been doing it for a little bit, that helps big time. It does. It, it, what it does, though, is it knocks out the ability to become a comic in that way that you have to, you're going to have to either grind out to open mics or do independent shows because if they take away the host on like mainstream improv, funny bone, those chain, those big chain places, right? Yeah, man. If they take that away. That kind of fucks the little guy. It does. But the guys who've been doing it for a little bit, who are a little more experienced, it kind of yeah, makes exactly. it pop. It kind of, yeah, exactly. it could be a good thing if you get with a good headliner, who's your yeah. homie and, it's a, it makes if it makes sense then you know I think two man shows is a good idea I'm not mad at that yeah it it you know man like I at first when I first heard about it uh, about working at the Funny Bone it's just like I was like uh, I don't know about this like because I'm so used to seeing that three that three man piece of a show so yeah. so taking away of that like a host to me like is the person who gets it pumped up who gets it started really not much about doing like material it's just like you're the hype man you're gonna throw in like little snippets of something funny but you're basically getting it prepared and then the feature man i mean yeah the feature basically comes in with that little with that like i'm getting you ready i'm getting you there and i'm getting you there and then you got the headliner who comes home who comes in and brings it all the way home yeah so 
taking away that, I was like, ah, I don't know how it's going to go. But seeing the way the features have come to adapt of where it gives them time to really get their jokes out. And then also it gives them time to live in the moment and actually engage with the uh, with the with the audience. Yeah. You know what I mean, so with the audience, so it, it allows them to really get themselves like pumped up. And then also they're able to do their bits. You yeah. know what I mean? Because a lot of times for hosts, you don't really remember like a host bit. You know what I mean? Like I almost think it makes sense, dude. It's like yeah. as, as a host, like, okay, any comic who can do feature work or can be on stage for that long and yeah. do a feature, they've been doing it long enough to where they, they can go back. You should have that muscle memory to where you can fuck around, do a little bit of hacky shit, do a little crowd work, yeah. talk it out, let them know that they're at a show. And then dig yourself out of that and do a hot 10 or 15, 20 minutes yeah. and be funny. Yeah. Have a good time. And you, you get them warmed up for the big act. Like I, dude, I like that model. Yeah. It's, I it's, think that's, that's the, probably the future of comedy. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I really do think it is the future of comedy because a lot of, a lot of comedians really do just bring only like they're, Hey, this is my guy. Like, yeah. I don't really need any yeah. thing else. Just, right. I don't really need anything else. So it's a local kind of guy thing. And I yeah. think the guy, comics should be on the road. They shouldn't try to live their whole life as a host and just hang out at a club. And if you're trying to work your regular job and do that for the rest of your life, maybe you're not in this for the right reasons. Exactly. exactly. And that opens up more money, right? Like uh, you're not making a living wage as a, as a feature or right, a right now as a yeah. host, you're not making that. So that also gives the actual features a chance to be like, maybe make a little bit of more money cause they're doing both jobs mm-hmm. or maybe they just take it away and the club keeps the money because it's overhead because of whatever the industry's changing. It always is. They're adapting, yeah. but hopefully that does uh, open up more opportunities financially for feature acts yeah, because they're doing more work because they're having to, fight harder it's almost like the difference between college and pro ball or something that is true that is true man I, I i really do think it's a it's a good model unless like you have like a team you know of guys you've been working with for years and it just flows better yeah you know each his own but the two-man show man it, it, it really makes sense and then also man you're able to time goes very much more faster um it's not much of a drag out you know mm-hmm. what i mean you, you're very you do your thing then the next minute the headline is on stage and if you got like four shows for a whole week, you just it goes fast. Yeah, and it makes time go. It just makes very much better for time consuming, man. So yeah, I haven't had a lot of club work, which you know, uh, I'm hoping to Dude, hoping to know. move more into that too. You know what I mean? Sooner the sooner the better. Um, but it is what it is. I just don't really have connects at like the bones or the improvs or anything. But I'm 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 moving and shaking and like right meeting more people. I'm doing a show there next month. I'm be doing Clash of the Comics. Yeah, man. So I'll be doing that. But um, what I, what I was getting at was like, uh, like these these clubs, bro. They're like national touring clubs. So yeah. if they're like, hey, the headliners want to bring their own guy, um, and they don't really have. Not every city has a good comedy scene, so mm-hmm. they're gonna just they're just gonna let it fly. Yeah, I think that's why it's happening, right? Because it's really the headliners and the it's it's happening from within. Yeah. Like, I don't think that the clubs are like, hey, fuck this. We don't want to pay this guy. Exactly. We don't want to not pay. We don't want to pay the host anymore. No, these, this is just how it works now. Mm-hmm. This is coming from within, I do believe. Yeah. I think it works. It just works better, man. Mm-hmm. It just, it works better. And like, you know, there are like some headliners who come to town who don't have a feature. You know what I mean? Or anybody. So they're looking for somewhere, somebody from either close or in the, the city that they're in. And that gives like an opportunity for a comic to step up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I, I have realized like a lot of headliners come and they go to different cities 
and they look for features like somebody who I can like, okay, John's Johnny got something. I think I want to, I want to work with you yeah. more than one time. I want to see how we talk to each other, how we work with each other and stuff like that. So I think for those, for those type of things, man, one, I do believe that it, it is within because it works. You're able to put your friends on if you're a headliner. So it's just like, just get it and knock it out the bag. And yeah. then also for those who are headliners who don't have a feature, you're coming into the cities looking for somebody you can engage with or try to work with or build a camaraderie of. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause it gets lonely out there. On the it does, man. Those dudes, right? It does. For those girls and dudes. It's like, <laughs> it does. They did. Yeah. They're not, um, you know, they're not living like with that yeah. sense of friendship. So, if they could hang out with actually like level headed people that are funny yeah. for a couple of days while they're in town, like, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. That's a beautiful thing, you know? And, Funny people recognize funny people. I, yeah. I almost said real recognize real because my homies have a promotion company called that. And like, but I say that a lot in my head. I'm like, real recognizes real does, like, or talent recognizes talent. You could say that too. That is true. There's a lot of different ways to say that. You yes, know what is. I mean? And yes, I, I think it's a real moment though. It's like, that's the point about all this like media stuff. We were talking about this earlier, you and I, before we started the show, you used to do videos a lot. Yeah, man. And I was telling you that you should start monetizing that and moving back into that since you, you do got your swag and you're funny now. Yeah. It's like moving back into that. So like what I'm, what I'm really getting at and trying to circle back around to is like, um, it's about like our catalog mm-hmm. and like becoming immortal. Like we make film of ourselves, We make videos. We make, even if it's silly or funny and when we die, people don't get it, but who gives a fuck? Exactly. Cause this is our expression of our art of ourself of what's going on. And like, it's, and it's, we build. Yeah, dude, you build and like having like a good catalog. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Whenever something good happens for you, like say uh, Mrs. Pat sees you and she's like, holy fucking shit, this kid destroyed. This is crazy. I want to take it. He's ready. I saw him a couple years ago. Now I'm back in town. This kid just, he's the feature now. This kid is blowing up. I'm going to fuck with him. Whatever. Just mm-hmm. saying that hypothetically. It's like if that happens, like, and people take you on the road, they start tweeting about you. What do people got to go look at? Exactly. Got to build that catalog. You got to have that podcast. You got to have that. I'm not saying that necessarily, but you got to have those videos. You got to have something for them to go back and be able to study you so that you can build those fans and have that marketability. Yeah. It's like, there's like, there's like a business aspect to comedy that and music and everything else. And it sucks to like have to have that mentality, but like, how do we become financially stable and do this full time without that mentality? That right. is true. You got to think about it like long term. Like you got to monetize your ideas, bro. That is They're true. They're yours. You fucking owned them. You thought of them. Mm-hmm. You're funny on stage. So it's like translate that to the videos and you already have a background in it, bro. Like yeah. I think it's a no brainer. Yeah, man. I, I, I think I, you're funny as fuck and you thank should be you, making man. way more content is what I'm getting. Thank at. you, man. Like that to me, man, like sit, hearing you say that like one breath is like I realized like I need to develop more on my content, man, because like doing those videos, man, like it was super fun. It was super relaxing. And like I told you before we started, I was like, I stopped it because I only, I wanted to feel like I wanted to be actually really funny. And when like being on stage, you know what I mean? Not just being a, a person of like, Oh, he makes funny videos. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's it. Like he's, he doesn't do anything on stage, but now, you know, of kind of building myself in this, been doing this for four years now. So, uh, four years for comedy. So it's like this right here, I've done that and now I want to branch out into a whole different other, get back into that. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I feel like, man, I enjoyed it. I was able to like develop characters and just really keep it, keep it going. 
You know what I mean? So yeah, that right there, that just sparked some like good ideas and like of building more content, man. Because I definitely want people to see what I actually do. Like I just have weird thoughts all the time. You know? I know, bro, and that's what I'm saying. Like you are just a character. And, like, yeah, I, I think that if you started posting consistently. Like, a lot of times we get down on ourselves because it doesn't work at first. Yep, yep. And you just got to be like, fuck my ego, fuck the dumb shit, fuck the views. If you believe in it and you just keep pumping it out there, it's going to resonate. It's going to yeah. spark. It's going to, yeah, people have to listen. They're like, why the fuck does this dude keep making shows? Why the <laughs> fuck does he keep making these goddamn videos every exactly. week? I don't understand it. Exactly. They don't have to understand it. has got to believe that you believe. Yeah. You believe in yourself. That makes the difference. Yeah. Fuck everybody else. That's you know, truth, fuck man. what they think. That's the truth. You know? That's the truth. You know what? I I posed the question to one of my comedian friends, and it was like a good question. You know, back then, we we used to, as comedians, we cared a lot more if we got the okay or the head nod from our comrades that's in the comedian game. Yeah. And now that, um, now that a lot of comedians, young comedians, or they develop themselves on social media, and then they, they build their whole thing up. Yeah. And then they do their own show to where, like, now a lot of people are not looking for, like, I don't need you to say I'm cool. I don't need you to tell me. Everyone tells me I'm cool all the time. Like, you feel me? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't need that. And so, like, I heard I heard that on a different podcast. Then I asked it to a comedian friend. And he was like, man, he said, that's the era that we're living in. Yeah, like, that makes you know, so like, much sense. It's like, you know, back then you needed comics to say, like, no, Johnny... The gatekeepers were the validation. Yeah, they they validated. We don't have to have that because we have social media now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like dude. you really, you really don't have. You don't have to do that anymore. Because damn, dude, that's just, so heavy. It it really is. Like I heard it and I was like, bro, I have to ask somebody else about this. So it's like looking at that. You don't need that anymore because yeah, you're, you're willing, creating. Yeah, you're creating. You're willing your own. to do it. Yeah, right? that's all it takes. It's the will. That's literally it, man. Yeah, that's literally it. Like I. That's a difference. It is a difference. It is a difference. Like, that's what I truly believe. Like, a lot of people, because I've always gotten into arguments with people involving, like, the social media guys who have now actually blown up, and they sell out freaking comedy tours all around the yeah, world. Dude. And they get upset. And they don't understand, like, why is this, like, why? Like, they made a video, and now they're doing comedy. Yeah, they say the same jokes over again or whatever. But it's like, they don't need your okay. Yeah, like they figured it out. They figured it out. They got up. Every single day made something stupid. And then they realized like, yo, I have a comedy club that's calling me. Yeah. They want to meet. They want me to get on stage. I have no idea. So now I'm going to step into another avenue. I'm going to work on becoming a stand-up comic, develop an act, work with people who actually can write or help me tell a joke or craft a joke. And then I'm going to get back on the funny bone stage or the improv stage or whatever. Yeah. Do about what? 20 or 30 minutes even though I may be the headliner, may b- joke around for a little bit. What's called the closer now. Exactly. This yeah, guy's yeah. going to be closing the yeah, show. Yeah. He's a social media personality. Exactly. It He's works. A, and, and then they work. People leave satisfied. And then like, like, dude, I'm doing it. And you continue to work. So it's like the gatekeepers are no longer needed at this time. It's, it's kind of like music. If you can compare it to like the fact that they used to be like 16 bars and songs. And now yeah. it's like 12 or eight. Yeah. And you still really like it. It's still a hot song. It just gets to the point faster. Yeah. It's, like, it's just it's just like that. Yeah. A lot like a lot of people just how like a lot of people are more going independent than actually signing with a record label. Like yeah. it's just it's pointless. Yeah. I'd rather just put it forth myself and just make it. If you have a good team and like you know how to do marketing and you know where to put your money, you put it in the right places and you sometimes it's about luck and also 
just the right place, right time. Yeah. But preparation has to meet the opportunity. Yeah. It's just what you were saying. It's like, that makes sense to me. It's like, why not be good? Why not be good at it for when the calling comes? Mm -hmm. You can fucking make your, have your moment. And it feels good. It feels like you belong there. Yeah. Like I I get imposter syndrome sometimes too, sitting in this seat. Sometimes I've only, this is only the third show I've done out of this like legitimate recording studio. And I started this in my house and sometimes I'm still like, what the fuck's going on? Right, right, right. It's like it, t- it, t- it takes me time to figure out why other people are believing in me. And I'm like, okay, it's because I'm crazy and I believe in myself enough mm. to where I guess other people are starting to recognize it. And it's like, and, yeah. now, and, and now I'm almost like I have this thing in my hands where I can start to help my friends and help other people and bring other people on. And like I get to showcase more than myself. It's and I like, think, you know what, man? This that, is good. We're getting to the wire world. We're going to have to get good. out of here soon. No, so. you're good. I man. know you got to be on stage. But, soon. um, what you just said, man, is something that I can uh, reflect back to with the Miss Pat thing, uh, where you said, like, helping putting your friends on. Yeah. Um, like, that, like, after I did the first show, like I said, like, I called two of my two of my guys, man. Um, shout out to Scott Mallory and Deontay Allen. But um, I called those two guys because, one, they were closest to me, and I knew, like, well, they're probably in this vicinity somewhere. Like yeah. I knew one of them was already making his way there and the other one was like doing something, but he was close. So like after I got in touch with both of them, um, I talked to I talked to Tay and I talked to Scott and I was like, yo, such and such is going to host this one. But, yo, just see if you can talk to uh, the feature or the uh, or the headliner. So you can work. So you can work some shit out for you. Right. So my dude Tay got blessed with the hosting gig. And then Scott was just being there and she, he knew the feature because he used to live back in Chicago. He knew like part of the music scene. He knew a whole lot of stuff. So he went back there and talked to Miss Pat directly just by knowing the feature. You know what I'm saying? And then like, she was like, just because you drove here, like you drove here and you wanted to just be here in the moment. Like I want you to go on stage and get like do five minutes. So like, that's so fucking cool. dude. So like to have like, my friends who I like, who, who I call my friends, man, like to get on stage and do that. You know what I mean? And so like, to me, I'm all about helping people. You know what I mean? Like I'm all about, even though I'm a comic man, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to be on stage too. I want to be doing it and killing it as well, but I'm not afraid to say, yo, I think yo, Johnny going to kill this. Like, dude, yeah. Cause it feels really good to see people that you love fucking do cool shit. Exactly. It's like more rewarding sometimes than having your joke. Hit. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like the better a better story. Like I don't know if you have you listened to Kevin Hart's comedy gold mines. No, is that a podcast? That's a podcast. I love Kevin Hart. I so, fuck with. I was I was watching his shit way back when he was just talking about Heartbeat Productions and yeah. all the shit. So yeah, so he he did an interview with Eddie Griffin, and Eddie Griffin, um, you know, he made Undercover Brother, and Kevin Hart was like, dude, that's like one of the dopest movies, man. Like for us, like it's a cult. Like even though it may not have been great in box office or whatever, but to us, like, but that movie is hilarious. It is. So, and he asked like, dude, how did you get that? He said, Eddie Griffin, he said, they offered that to Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy told them that's Eddie Griffin's movie. Holy shit. It's not mine. And he was like, if it wasn't for Eddie Murphy, I would have never had that movie. Dude, what's crazy is if it wasn't for Eddie Griffin, I probably wouldn't do stand up. He was one of my earlier influences because my mom was a big fan of him and he had this special at the time. Mm-hmm. She watched it over and over. It's called Dysfunctional Family. Oh my God. When he was really he was really starting to blow, right? At that yes. time. 
And uh, that's like when Cat Williams was in his heyday too, like yeah. the late, probably late nineties, early two thousands, mid two thousands, maybe early two, probably early two thousands. But he in this movie, he like um, was like a you know just a regular like poor kid, but he danced and shit. Yeah, and, like it was showing him going back to his high school and like just seeing him as a kid and and like and then showing how he like got into comedy. It was a little bit of a documentary about his life and his family. Yeah, and dude, like literally, like that's like my like my my 20 25 minutes or whatever it's like about me and my family and about growing up and shit mm-hmm. and like in a weird way like i he just influenced me in such a powerful way that like in the way that i write the way that i tell jokes and shit and the way yeah. that i like get visceral and talk about real shit but make it funny yeah just dude i don't know i just can't say enough about how big of a fan i'm like fucking sucking his dick right now <laughs> it's uh, for whatever reason i just is, like got a, but, a fucking uh, whiff of eddie griffin's balls <laughs> i was just like i can't stop bro it's, it's a, so it's good aroma it's great it just made me like visualize as a kid like oh man like i want to be like that i want to go back like to my high school and talk to kids and like show them that like they can do shit too. Like it just made me think of that even as a bro. child, like it put that in me where like bro. I wanted to become successful to help people like he did. That bro. was cool to me. Bro, that, that is awesome. Like, dude, uh, before I have a question for you, but for the going back to school thing, man, I had a recent, I had a like, I think it's like some months ago, I had a chance to go back to my high school and what one of my uh, old teachers, she was like, I do what Nerd alert. I was a muse machine person. <laughs> What's a right. muse machine? So muse machine is like musicals. You help out. you like in the backstage, man. You oh, that's on. cool. I did, so, that, I did some classes in college for that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, like a stage yeah. hand. Yeah. There you a go. grip. They yes. call it a grip if you're doing camera yeah, stage work. hands. Like you had to do a part of like prep, like what called pep rallies. You had to do all the cheers. So I was a part of that. All okay. right. Here are all the jokes coming now. But, um, <laughs> but uh, so very, so my teacher at the time. Uh, she had me a part of that and I, then I graduated and then she called me back like some months ago and she was like, I want you to come back and talk to the kids, talk to like to the freshmen. That's so cool, bro. And she was like, DeAndre, like you have really, you've been doing a lot. You've been doing shows, man. You've met a lot of people. You, you can talk to them and like, let them know what you've been up to. So I went back. Going back to my old high school was like weird because like I was already waiting to get in trouble or just waiting to hear a principal yell at yeah. me. But was everything smaller than you remember? Yeah, everything was smaller. <laughs> like and then like the like everybody is like these kids now are different. Like I'm 25, but it's like they different. Yeah, very different. And then like I went upstairs back into the freshman hallway and then like I saw the line of all the other graduates that have already graduated. And they like had on like some came from doing an oil change. Like some had like they do hair now. They're a nurse. One guy fully walked in with all leather. It was like what the fuck? all leather it was on. Like a welder or something. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like he was just like he had all leather on. <laughs> it's like a BDS. Dude, it was like class. Bro, it was like seventy eight degrees. Like it was a hot day. Like it was a hot. He had all leather, leather on. jeans, leather pants. I mean, leather pants, leather jacket. What the fuck? He had like dark sunglasses on, and she looked at me. She said, "Yeah, he's a, he's in the army." It was like this is what they're allowing in the <laughs> army. But I was like, all right. Like, he was so cool. Like, it was, it made no sense why he was there. She was like, like dude, you're wearing an entire animal. <laughs> like, what like, the dude, fuck is like, going on? Then she told me, like, he just recently graduated. He just graduated? Get him out of here. <laughs> like, he this just, is a speech for the kids. <laughs> like, he's 29. <laughs> like, the like, fuck is Billy still <laughs> doing here, dude? Like, he was so, like, everything he had on was leather. Like, I was like, what is happening? 
So he's like, you'll never catch me. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's like, like oh. if anyone tries to throw him out of school, he covers then, him in grease. Like, what, he's what like, they, tackle me now. <laughs> the fuck, Billy? Then like she told me like he went into a room and like talked about guns. I was like, wow, school killer. Yo, that's what we're doing. Yo, we just we just inspired. They to get him on the other side of the country we into a ins- camp immediately. <laughs> exactly. A boot camp. A boot camp. Like we just inspired like uh, some school bully to shoot up a school. Like that's what we just that's what we just did. But. For me, like I had a chance to talk to the freshman. Was it a trench coat? No, it actually was like like a fitted leather jacket. Okay, guns are getting smaller. Exactly, okay. it really is. <laughs> it really is, dude. What I mean, everything was leather. I was like, I don't get this. Like, why are we okay with this? But damn, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. funny, dude. And she was like, Yeah, he's in the army now. Like, he's in the army. Like that is. He's our valedictorian. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually going to be opening up for you. <laughs> he's your. <laughs> all right billy bring him out exactly <laughs> and apparently like he he killed with the kids of course he's a yeah. he's a killer oh like, he kills around here <laughs> yeah he kills we, we gotta got that idea <laughs> yeah just exactly uh, it's the leather it's the leather it's the leather it says it all yeah exactly but oh shit. I literally um i went and talked to the freshman man and so like talking to them and like seeing like these kids now are like are very much disengaged. Like when you try to hear like somebody trying to come to you and talk to you. So it's like, I went to back in my mind. Like I, I was y'all, like I was literally y'all like, dude, I've had a chance to mature, grow, develop and all that stuff. So it's like, I went into their mindset as a freshman. I was like, I know y'all don't care. That was my open speech. I was like, I know you don't care <laughs> to hear me talk right now. I was like, how many people have you heard today? It was like, Seven. I was like, yeah, I'm the eighth person that you really don't want to hear. Like, that's <laughs> literally it. Like, you don't want to hear, like, my, if you graduate the super, st- like, no, you don't want to hear You're the that. eighth speaker of the day? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I would have just pissed my pants at Adam <laughs> Sandler. <laughs> Aren't you guys, don't you, everybody knows, everybody knows it. If you pee your pants, you're cool. If I get arrested. Exactly. Like, get him the fuck out of here. Billy arrests me. And then Billy Citizens comes. arrests. He has handcuffs. Like, They're I could have told you that. They're leather. It's still, it's leather handcuffs. It's still leather handcuffs. Dude, how the fuck did you get leather <laughs> handcuffs? Jesus. You know what's bad? You know what's bad? This is how you He's know. He's just eating beef jerky. You're you, like, dude, do you own a cow farm? <laughs> do you know how bad? First of all, the, the public school system suck. Like, we have, like, you have to go through metal detectors. They allowed that guy to go through a metal detector. With his handcuffs. They would like. You know, no, Billy, you go through the back door. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. Like, it's like, it reminds me of, uh, you ever seen that movie with uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Edward Norton? Uh, it was a really good movie. I think it was called Heist. Yes. It's a great movie. Dope movie. It's it reminds me movie. of that, right? It's like, that's movie. Billy. He's just like humdrum, and he's just like, let him through. The metal detector is going off. <laughs> it's Billy. <laughs> it's fine. Wave him in. <laughs> he's fine. He's Me- okay. Yeah, meanwhile, he's like fucking, you know, stealing a diamond and shit from exactly. the basement of the school. Exactly, man. He's like exhuming a body or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, I like, going back to talk to them, right, man, so it's like, I talked to him and like opening up with that, that kind of got him like, yo, he's like one of us. Like he gets it. Yeah. He gets it. And then it was like, if you're a comic, like they always say like, say something funny. Yeah. So I said something funny and then she was like, oh my God, you're legit. You really are funny. And she was like, so name some people you've worked with. Like I bet it's like people we don't know. And I was like, okay, all right. I was like, I've worked with DC Young Fly. The room lost it. Like, just, oh! Yeah, they all oh, follow him on social media. Oh, like, He's dude. one of the biggest things on Instagram, bro. I was like, I've worked with DC Young Fly. Like, yeah. I have, like, huge. I've talked to him. Like, it's it's happened. It was just like, oh, whatever. Like, no. It was like, 
Well, okay, what other shows have you done? Well, I've toured with like two guys from Wild and Out. No, like dude. Yeah, dude. So it's like hitting those moments, like of like of achievements, is cool. But also, man, like if you want to reach like the youth, man, like you got to connect with them. So yeah. like I made something. I connected with everybody in that room that day, like from the students also to the teachers because teachers are comedy heads as well. But um, they, I very much made that connection with all of them. So it's like in this type of industry, man, we have to stick to the avenue of making connections with people and then also making, making, being real. Yeah. Just being real. Like kids, as you say, man, like, as you said, real recognize real, like, Kids know now there's like, dude, you're a piece of crap. Yeah. I don't I don't want to hear this. Yeah. I don't want to hear how you work a nine to five. My dad's already going through this. Oh, oh where is my dad? Who cares? Yeah. But it's, it's a moment of like, hit them where you are, man. And then like for you to tell that story, how Eddie Griffin went back and like did all that. It's just like, dude. It was powerful, dude. It, it's, I'm sure it was for you. It was a powerful and a moving thing. Like, cause bro, like a backstory is like, I had all my credits, right? But I did not pass my OGT. So I could not walk with my class, bro. Damn. So like, I like technically I graduated in yeah. 2015. Like yeah. I, everything was there, but I didn't pass my test. So yeah. that destroyed me. So, and then, but fun fact, I, I could, I can sing as well. So it was like, I can sing. So I was supposed to sing R. Kelly. I believe I can fly. Glad that didn't happen. Glad that didn't happen. <laughs> Glad that didn't happen. Um, but <laughs> that's the best, one of the best dude, bullets I've dodged. Dude, I showed my son the Space Jam, yeah. the old Space Jam movie, before we watched the new one. I was like, you guys need to see what Space Jam is, and then we'll watch the one with LeBron, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but my son loved that song. Like, So he's going around the house for like two weeks, like, I believe I can, and he's fucking singing it. And I'm like, dude, this is the wrong idea. I was like, <laughs> this is not your hero. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Like, no. Don't sing that song. No. Yeah. No, no, it's just, just don't, don't sing that. There's just don't, but it's, it's such a, you cool. know, who else didn't believe they could fly? Who? All those women that he had locked in his basement. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That That's is so true. evil. That is true, but it's very much oh, true. That's so true. It is very much true. But Robert, Roberto, Robert, Robert, Roberto. Dude, what's crazy is it's, it's only illegal if Roberto does it, but Amazon's doing the same shit with their employees. They've, they've, re, they're like pimping them out. Yeah. Now, I, I don't I'm not saying they're pimping them out, but this is what happened. They're actually this is this is kind of wild. So I, I watched this news story the other day. Russell Brand actually made a story about it on his YouTube channel. I'm a, I, I, I'm an avid follower of him. So um, there's this new program that Amazon is implementing. It's like a social media program within the employee system cool. where they can talk to each other and stuff like that. Right. During work hours. And it's fine. But they also have this AI technology incorporated into it that flags people for certain words like bathroom, slave labor. Uh, what's another one? Um, uh, living wage, unionize or union. So these words will trigger a flag and then you'll get actually blacklisted is what they call it within the system. This is actually language from the actual document of the technology that they're putting into place at Amazon. You get blacklisted. And what that does is, Hey, guess what? You can't write any other employees. You're like on restriction. So you wow. can't talk to anybody else, but you can still do your job within the system, but you can't right. talk to other people. If you use words like that, they just all, Amazon spent $4 billion last year, bro. Just last year on, uh, anti-unionist lobbyist. So, these are people who it's their job to make sure that the worker bees like, you know, us yeah. or whatever, our parents, regular average Joes. Right. It's it, to make sure that these average Joes don't get wise to the situation and start trying to colonize and fucking start trying to organize themselves. Like you're not supposed to do that. And that's what R. Kelly did. That is exactly. 
That was like the best way to put that. Thank you. That was I've been like thinking the, about it all day. That, is, that was like <laughs> I didn't know that Robert one. Kelly was going to be like the butt of the joke or like the the, the the way to make sense of all of it. That makes perfect sense. But that shit scares the fuck out of me, dude. Like, because if big corporations start taking our liberties and like that becomes like the mainstream and the main way to live is like all these big, and it's gonna. Yeah. Right? All the jobs that our kids are going to have, they, we don't even know what that's going to be yet because they haven't been created. Yeah. They're going to be created and they're going to branch off of these things that yeah. we're currently uh, you know, giving all of our money to everyone. Yeah. And that's how it feels to be a girl trapped in the closet by R. Kelly. Fuck, dude. You're making too much sense right now. <laughs> and that's how it is as a corporate. <laughs> that's how it is. You know what I think, bro? I think you're going to be a star for real. Thank I think you, you're a man. fucking funny dude. Thank and I you, think man. You're, you're a good personality. Thank you. I, I, dude, for real, I, you just need to start making more shit. I, you know what? And I'm taking heed of that, man. Like Get that, there. that, that really, that really just spoke to me. Man. I appreciate Having that, that connect with the funny bone, bro, you got to utilize that. I know it's great working there and you get yeah. to see a lot and that's good too. Just seeing the business of it is good, but yeah. excuse me. God, this fucking nasty ass energy drinks keep making me burp. Rowdy. You, I'm getting rowdy. <laughs> I'm all jacked up. <laughs> Use it to your advantage, man. Don't fucking, you know, don't, uh, I mean, I'm stoned. Don't take everything I say serious. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, for real, dude, I just I don't know. I just think you uh, you got a lot of good qualities, and I Thank think you. you're a funny comic, and that's Thank what you. counts for me, bro. Thank you. You know, man. like I only like I know this is gonna sound fucked up. I only try to make friends with other like funny people in the business because I want to hang out with people who are gonna be in the business. Yeah, I want to make friends with people who are gonna fucking quit or that exactly. aren't crazy like me and don't believe in this grandiose exactly. bullshit. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna be famous one day. <laughs> I'm gonna quit my job and be. Fucking stand up. That's right? what I'm gonna do. That's what we tell people. That is what we tell people. Because we're gonna manifest it. it. Dude, I listen. My goal, man. I just want to travel the world, making people laugh, man. Like being on stages to make people laugh, to make people feel good, man, and just to do it with friends, man. Yeah, like, just to do it with friends, see the world. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I believe it, man. Start do do me a favor because we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I believe you can do it. I I know I'm gonna do it. Start thinking about other ways to make income too, and not just stand up. Like start. Thinking about different, like average millionaire, the average successful person, right? Who's, right. who's living like that has several forms of income and, and just start pulling the strings, bro. I know you got ideas. I know you got stuff going on. I already know, man. Like, yeah, man. You, I appreciate it. I'm man. telling you, bro, you're going to, you're going to be somebody in the comedy game, bro. I appreciate it, man. Just take your time and just keep doing what you're doing, bro. Cause you're definitely making it happen. Hey man, I, I receive all that and I'm claiming it, man. Like that's, it's going to happen. Here's a question for you though. Yes. Who are your, it can be comedians or movies whatever who are your comedian influences you could definitely if you want to say movies too that's a good thing that's a good question that's mm -hmm. a great question nobody ever says that they're like who's your favorite stand-up and i'm like well there's a lot like i, lo I love richard Pryor and george carlin mm -hmm. um it's hard i love patrice o'neill yeah greg giraldo yeah uh a lot of dead people i, I i'm a, <laughs> a fan of joe rogan all the greats tom segura i i like these guys before they were super big and i know that sounds shitty and cliche but like yeah. that's why they're the top of the business because yeah. they are who they are and they're very funny uh i think chad daniels was an early uh inspirer of mine um fucking Chappelle. how can you how can you do it without saying Chappelle? he's among us um yeah it, yeah that's true too yeah he lives in our city yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if we, if we start getting this podcast popping enough, like all these different networks of podcasts, maybe someday he could be in the studio on one of these shows. But, you know, you, the the one thing I love about... We're going to speak it into existence. Oh, it's, it's going to happen, man. The one thing I love about uh, Ohio, like 
we love Chappelle. Yeah. We love Chappelle. He's the greatest but, living comic. But we love him like in a place of like, dude, let him be him. Like yeah. we're good. Like yeah. he's, we're, we don't have to like, he's basically like that famous cousin that comes around and everybody's like, oh, it's like, no, that's just my cousin. Yeah. It's not like a, a big humongous deal. You know what I mean? Because we, we, we have normalized him. You know what I mean? Like the Midwest is a cool place because everyone's so humble here. Yeah, it is. It's like a lot of, it's like people who fight through winters and shit. Exactly. People with thick fucking skin. Exactly. It's it, takes just, a, it takes a lot to live here. Yeah. Like and reacclimate every time we're all nuts. Exactly. We got seasons, baby. Exactly. Chappelle's probably crazy too. He just fits in here. It, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. He's like, a funny guy. He made me think differently about life and about comedy and about like just like my thought process as a boy. Yeah. And that's dangerous. Having that kind of, look what the fuck I'm doing now because of people like him. Yeah. Listen, man. He, he It's weird. It could be a bad consequence. <laughs> we don't know where this is going to go We don't yet. know, but, but you know, man, he, he did a lot. Like he did a lot that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And to us before, we were just like, he's freaking crazy. And now that he has returned yeah. and really has dropped gems of like, this is why I did what I did. And this is why I do what I do because it, it works for me. Like I don't need... I don't need this the the validation from Netflix. Yep. Valid Netflix wants my validation. Validation found him, dude. Like like Netflix wants me. Yeah. I didn't call them. Yeah. They called me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a moment of like that's where, as I said again, like you don't need like that gatekeeper anymore, man. You mm-hmm. just make that opportunity for yourself to where it's like, nah, I'm gonna go call Johnny. Like Johnny Dude, he's one of those people who was doing it before. We knew it was possible. Yeah, yeah, man. He like had it in his head. Like, I'm not gonna let anybody be my boss before like social media and all. That's why he's the goat. He is. He's a goat because he, he was like the first real independent comic. He was, man. He's, you know? he, he really he 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 really was, man. Like, not, not only do people say he's the best. If you don't say he's the best, what you do is you put him up there with the best. You do. Everyone does, and they have to. But when you hear other big comics, big name comics talking about him, they're like, "Yeah, dude, I was Z Chappelle at like." Johnny's Flunny Blarn in Iowa doing yeah. a show for 50 people when he was at his height of his shit. And like, he wasn't advertising it. He wasn't like, he would just show up and do shows still and be a comic. And that was, I think that yeah. was his outlet. That's where it fucked him up because he was like, yeah, I'm on TV and all that. But like as regular people coming up, right. We're still like regular people. And I think there's like a disconnect for him where he was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm famous and I'm blowing up because I'm on TV, yeah. but I still don't have to tell people that I'm at this club. I can just show up and still be a comic. Mm-hmm. But then like that gap started getting too big and people started knowing him and he started getting so well known that I think it, I think it fucking made him snap. He was like, yeah. I'm just a regular dude. Get the fuck off my dick. Yeah, yeah. You know that, what I mean? That's, he that's, was like, fuck it. I'm done. It's yeah. like he had to wash his hands of it because he couldn't do what he loved anymore. Yeah. He couldn't just show up to Willie's Flunny Blarn. Uh, yeah, yeah, he couldn't do I, it. He couldn't do that anymore. Like that, that that's basically what it was, man. And then like when he, for us, like he's he's always been he's always been doing comedy. We just didn't know about it, right? But when he made, as we would say, the triumphant return, and he came out with Netflix, and he did all that, and when he came back, man, it was just like he was back to this is what I love to do. I'm taking control of like I love to do comedy. I'm doing stand up. I'm doing this. I I don't care about the shows. I don't care about any of that. But it's the moment of like, this is what I'm doing it for, man. Like, 
I'm normalizing myself to show you people like I'm normal. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I'm in a town hall meeting. The fact that I saw Dave Chappelle on channel seven, a town hall meeting yeah. about yellow Springs. I was like, dude, <clears throat> I took my kids there this morning. Yeah. So it's just like, man, like that right there is like, he's a normal person. Like, yeah. I pay taxes. Like dude, doesn't that town have such a fucking great energy? It does. You can tell why people like, there's a lot of famous authors and shit or just like movie stars who actually have houses out there. Yes. People don't talk about it. They don't. It's this small little cult out there. Like, yeah. And not in a bad way, in like a cool, like, you get to still live in middle, small town America way. Dude. That's yes. a fun thing. It's a fun thing. Like, dude, I used to, I worked at um the uh, YSO, the, the radio station is down there. Like, dude, I've walked the, down the streets, like, dude, like, nobody bothers you. Everybody's, like, happy to see you, like, yeah. engaging in conversation. Yeah. It's like our own little vibe of a place, man. Yeah, that's so, what I was talking to my kids about. They were like, everyone's so nice. Daddy, they're letting us pet their dogs on the trail. Yeah. And it's just, like, everyone's saying hello, and they're smiling. It's a cool fucking place to be. It is, man. You know, it, it, it I, I went is. to high school in a neighboring town, a fair, yeah. Fairborn. So I was, like, right down the street from all the parks, all the national parks, all the yeah. time. and. Just walking through the town itself. They got a lot of great food, cool little shops, dude. They do. Just a fucking cool vibe. It's a vibe. It is a vibe. It's a vibe. It man. is a vibe. It draws you in. It very much is. Like, you ever drink from the spring? I have not. You should do it, bro. Oh, my God. All right. I know you have to leave soon. Yeah. My, my watch died. What time is it? it what, is, how long have we been going, Cap? It's 626. Huh? Damn, bro. It's easy to talk to you. Thank you. It doesn't God. feel like it's been that long. I know, not at all. It's, uh, but. Some people are better at talking than others because this is that like is a true. game. It's like we have to lyrically like pass the ball back and forth. That is and true. Conversation it's, is hard. It is It is built on chemistry, man. If you click with somebody, sometimes it's like pulling teeth. Like, all right, so your favorite thing yeah. is, all right. Yeah, sometimes I'm like 30 minutes in and I'm like, so this has been a fun episode. <laughs> I've drained you of all your humanness. <laughs> this is what it's like to be me. Yeah. yeah Get but, the fuck out of this studio. Exactly. No, I'm just kidding. But for, for anyone who's did a 30 minute episode, I love you. Thank okay. you for coming. Thank it's you okay. for sharing. He, appreciate he, 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 I appreciate you for coming on. He found you very interesting. Get the fuck out of this. No, you about to get so many mad DMs. Like, so, so that's how you feel about me, John? Part two. <laughs> that, we're going to start making this like a wrestling match. Like they kicked the shit out of me on the podcast. <laughs> I'll still put it out, bro. That's views. That is true. That is not a fucking invite for anyone who wants to punch me in the fucking face. I'm this is good, not the Oscars. I'm a good human being. This is not the Oscars. Let's not do that. It's not. It's, uh, but here are my influ- um, comedian like influences. Yes. Stuff like that. So mine, one is Bernie Mac. Dude, the way he con- commands the stage. Yeah. Commands the stage and the way like. Fearless. He, yeah, he had no fear. No fear at all. Like I, he's one of the the comics that I watched as a little kid. Just take the air out the room, and then like have people just laughing at stuff you should probably not be laughing at. Yeah. And but he was he was that dope of a comic. So him will be like my number one. Like my two would be man Eddie Murphy. Man, like Eddie Murphy was the guy. Was raw the guy. or delirious? If you had to pick, if I had to pick, man, uh, delirious. Was more like Raw Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And it was Ra- like a, when he was really a comic still. Yeah. And then Raw was Touring like. Touring all the time. Raw, you can tell, like, uh, it's very scripted. I'm going to hit my jokes at this point. Well, he had writers exactly. and stuff. At that point, he was so big. It yeah. was just like they're selling tickets because he's Eddie Murphy. Exactly. He wasn't like at the clubs all the time and shit, right? Exactly. Could I mean he could have been. I'm not taking that away from it. Yeah. I don't know Eddie. I would love to see him do another special. They're offering him they're offering him a lot. And he's sixty years old, people he's and saying he's, no though. Yeah. yeah. Seinfeld I don't know. I Seinfeld did one. He did. He came back and did one. He did. It wasn't very good. 
<laughs> I don't know yeah, what to say. I, it, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't comedy now. Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't. It's but different. It, it Comedy's was for different. His audience. His audience. Yes, and for that nostalgic thing that he did, it was beautiful and powerful. And I also don't hate his show or anything. No, like I would never come. Like I would never come down a comedian for anything that they're successful for. Like if no. you find your thing and you find your audience, dude, that's fucking dope. Because nope. what that does is it helps us. It does. It helps people like us who are actually funny in the business it gives us like a little bit of a, like a spark or like a little boost where we're like, Oh man, there's hope that we can be successful too. Doing the yes, silly, man. stupid dick jokes that we do. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's very true. Like Eddie, Eddie Murphy's one of my influences. That's uh, so cool. The next one, um, it's Richard Pryor, dude. Richard Pryor, dude. Um, a lot of people would look at me crazy and I could, I say Richard Pryor cause I'm 25 years old, but I, I grew up with older people. Yeah. So, my mom was, you know, born and raised in the church. That's where I come from. So, but my mom was a, a was a religious woman, but she was a woman that still is. She's a woman that she understands real life from whatever. You know what I mean? So it's just like she didn't hide that away from us. Like Richard Pryor was like one of her favorite comics. And to see my mom laugh like yeah. at Richard Pryor, man. And I was like, what is this dude doing? And for me, the first one that I saw when I was little was live at Sunset Strip. And that's the one where he's talking about blowing himself up with the crack. Pipe. Yeah. That's the first one I saw, too. We're, well, you're a little bit younger than me. Yeah. But yeah. I, we're about the same age. That would have came out when we were, that was like the early, was that in the early 90s? Uh, either early 90s or late 80s. Late 80s, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. But yeah, that's like, that was the first time I saw. And like the bit that always stands out to me is when he would, he told the story about going to like the safari in the jungle. And he talked yeah, about dude. the lions and he acted yes. out the lion. Dude, Richard Pryor is stand up today. Yeah. I truly believe that like we haven't got past that threshold. You like yeah. whatever Pryor did and figured out, which was actually Mooney's writing. Exactly. So whatever we have today is just a product of Mooney's writing, which was just edgy as fuck. Yeah. Stuff you couldn't say on TV. You still really shouldn't say. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the line that you used to not be able to say, yeah. now they're like, hey, you shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say you this. couldn't, now you shouldn't, right? Yeah. But it's the same game and it's the same. You have to be like marketable. It's clean-ish, right? Yes. You have to be. Yes. Because that's just what the masses want. Like nobody, like we do, we like dirty jokes when we come to the club, but when we see your special, we want it to look professional. Like, mm -hmm. like, a, like John Mulaney. It's not that he doesn't like use the F word in his bit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's just like such a level of professionalism that comedy has changed. So now we're competing with guys in suits. Yeah. Whether we're just guys in t-shirts or not, that's our competition. That is. Yeah. That is like at the end of the day, we got to make it big. That that's I think show. for, for him. And then also for prior man, he was a guy who told the truth. Yeah. Like, a lot, like, you have to become bold on stage. Like, we were talking, like, just telling personal stories. Mm -hmm. And to see some people may laugh at your joke, and it's like, dude, that really, really happened. Yeah. And for me, like, Pryor told the truth. Like, when I watched, finally got older, and I watched live, Richard Pryor live in concert, and he told the story about how he shot his wife's, how he shot the car. Like, he shot his wife's car. Shooting the car, the lion bit. But, dude, right. the one that I remember is yeah. when he has the match. Oh, yeah. And he said, that, that's what he looked like. He's like, he said, I saw your guys' jokes about me. I saw the fucking tablet. Yeah. But no, who the fuck says that? <laughs> who yeah. the fuck? He broke the fourth wall. Yeah. Like, bro, right? I, I, I saw what you guys said. I saw it. They're like, people are like, what do you mean? And then he, he saw the news too. Then, then. Famous people see the news. Exactly. <laughs> and then he told like, 
let me tell the joke of what I've heard. And then he, he flicks the match and like, this is Richard Pryor running down the street. And it wasn't even his joke. It really was a joke that was going around, but he made it his own joke. Yeah. Everybody else wrote it. Yeah, yeah. It was a street joke. It was. And he's like, no, nah, this is my, you're going to make a joke about me. It's my joke. Fuck yeah. you guys. It really what it was. It was man. like reverse psychology on the world. <laughs> it was man. But like you, you just hit a nail on the head. Like he broke down the fourth wall. Like, yo, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like I, I see what, even though I, I've told you I've done drugs, I've done this, I've done that, but let me, let me show you. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like I know, I know what you're talking about. And like Richard Pryor was that guy, man, like who all of us strive to be like, it's he, you have to be truthful. You have to be vulnerable on stage. Like yeah. you have to just be real. And that's, that's who he was. It, yeah. it, it wasn't no gimmick. It wasn't no like, um, well, he didn't have the disconnect like Chappelle did. No. It's like Pryor talked about the money like it was just uh, a thing. He was like, yeah, I got the money. I don't understand it. Yeah. It's like he couldn't get it. Yeah. It's like, But it came to Chappelle so fast that I think it fucked him up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think you can compare those two a lot, though. You can. You know what I'm saying? It's like JFK to Lincoln or something like that in the comedy game. It's like those two guys were just, they were breaking down so many walls, and, and they were like putting their friends on. They were like, they were building the scene. Like Pryor was the comedy store. You know what I'm saying? He like he was a big part of it. He's so much so that he was even dating the owner, Polly Shore's mom. Yeah. Like they were, they had a relationship for a long time. It's like he was running that spot, bro. Yeah. And that was like, that was comedy on the West Coast and inward, or as far as people would travel. You know, you were getting like, they knew what worked and what worked was Pryor. Yeah. So it just, Everybody was like, be like this. Yeah. For years. So much yeah. so that it hasn't really changed. It really hasn't. Like, it hasn't really, unless you're doing like woke, like di there's weird different comedy now yeah. that I don't so much understand, but it, you know, it but was, it is what it is, but it, that's the only difference. Yeah. And I think that's why people are doing it. Cause it's different and it, it works. Cause it's different. It's like a breath of fresh air in a way. Yeah, here, here's a question that's popped in my head. Like to, to say like how Richard Pryor talked about the money and then how Dave Chappelle talked about money. Do you feel like Chappelle took more control? Than Pryor did like yeah that look at Pryor he ended up fucking being all fucked up and he did a lot of drugs and shit yeah he let it get to him it, it, I think but it's, it's it made him stay humble which it did sucks it did maybe it's not good to be humble it, 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 <laughs> I think it it made him one one like yeah it made it humbled him but like once you know he like came down with MS as like everybody knows but he came out with MS like he became human you know what I mean like a normalized guy because he was such this phenom he didn't you know they he, they say like he still did jokes while he was in the wheelchair on yeah. a cane so stuff like that but he became normalized and he allowed he was allowed to see so much of what he's done you know what I mean like he broke down a lot of barriers he broke he broke down a lot of things of breaking down that clear wall like he was a a black man talking about white people in front of white people like yeah. like this is how you guys walk like this yeah developed that and like you would get killed for saying stuff like that. Like, well, it broke down the barriers yeah. of racism. It did. It, it really, it changed the way we talk to each other now, like yeah. as comics more so, cause people still get a little weird, yeah. but as comics, like we talk to each other, like the way that Richard Pryor was talking to the audience. Yeah. Cause we know that we're joking. Yeah. There's a difference in that. He made that. He made, dude, that's a great uh, thing. I never even really thought about that. He made the distinction between like, being funny and just noticing something about another race. Yeah. 
Like it's not, it's, it's weird to me. Cause I don't see it. It's like, if you don't see someone's hair all the time and then you see it and you're like, it looks like this to me, but to you, it's just hair. Cause it's just been your hair. Yeah. It makes it different to me. And that's why I'm like funny and observing it or trying to make a joke about it. That's his, that's what Pryor did, bro. Like he, he, did. he made that. Okay. He, I never even thought about he that. He did. Like he, he, he made it. He broke down a barrier for race to be able to talk about each other openly yeah. and for us to be cool and think that it's funny. Yeah. And it, and it, it's, it's, like the main thing, it's not about like a black black against white or white against white, whatever. You know what I mean? It's about we're all funny. Yeah, we're weird people. Like yeah. we're all weird people. Like if we have not realized that, like we all are the same. We just do weird crap. Like we all are the same. We just do it differently. Yep, that's it. Oh yeah, completely, one hundred percent. Every that's human life it. form is just all we are is the same thing, but we're cut with like whatever our biological and physiological differences are. Yes. Right. So whatever rock you landed on and whatever dick you came out of, those <laughs> yeah. two things dictate a lot. It does of where you come from. But dude, what do you what do you make of all this? Like, dude, this could be a, such a long conversation. I oh, feel like dude. I could talk to you so long. Oh yeah. You got what time is it? It's My watch. Six thirty-seven. Six thirty. So you got to be on stage in like less than an hour. Yeah. I'm gonna let you go, and and someday we're gonna talk about like uh what all this is like if, yeah, it's, if it's religion or if it's a fucking science i don't really I know, don't know but i like exploring the idea I of do what too. all this shit is I do trying too. to figure out life but before i leave okay i'm gonna drop my last person of like comedy of influence okay jerry lewis jerry lewis yeah the singer no not jerry lewis <laughs> no he married his cousin <laughs> he was <laughs> he, a devil <laughs> he was a great person you in ever listen to the fucking like the demonic videos about that guy Jerry Lee Lewis. All the come. people yeah. around, which actually Drake's dad was his drummer. That did makes so much did sense. Did you know that? Did not know that. Fun fact of today. He's in the crew. Fun fact. But He's in the group. But yeah. people used to say that Jerry Lee Lewis would like drop acid and talk to himself for hours and tell all of his that bandmates that he was the devil and he was possessed by Satan himself. That is perfect. That's the Great Balls of Fire song. It was actually, that is the Great Balls of Fire developed song. developed by acid. And he's married to a 13-year-old girl. That's some Aleister Crowley it Satanist is. shit. It is. Jimmy Page. But yeah, not that guy. Jimmy Page Castle. <laughs> so that's your biggest influence. No, not that guy. Rock and roll. <laughs> not, that, not that guy. But uh, the actor, Jerry Lewis. Oh, the Jerry Lewis. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Jerry Lewis. The Jerry Lewis. Yeah. The Jerry Lewis. The, the, the Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah. Not, not Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Not Jerry Cue Lewis. the music. <laughs> not no. Jerry Lee Lewis. But. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. But Jerry. Yeah. Jerry Lewis, the actor. Yeah, exactly. Lee, I was thinking Lee's famous recipe. Exactly. I'm hungry. But what if that was like one of my biggest like films? Like Jerry Lee Lewis is what really impacted my comedy. You were career. like the reason that I perform the way that I when I do, do the splits on stage. Yeah. It's because of Grey Balls of Fire. <laughs> this is the reason why. Uh, it's like I do a rendition of him, but I'm not like I'm not biting at style. But I mean, I am influenced by exactly. Him. I am very much influenced by this guy. And but, that. But no, um, Jerry Lewis, the actor. And the original Nutty Professor, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so like that guy, I liked. I an old soul. I am man. So yeah, I I enjoy his like comedy, mostly like his movies because he made situations funny. You know what I mean? Like he took, he can make this whole room funny. Like just by him playing with that and not knowing what to do, you're gonna laugh about three to five minutes. It's yeah. like what the heck is happening right now? Yeah. So that's the type of style of comedy I was influenced by. So I, I like that. I like that observational. Guy. Yeah, I love it, dude. That's my favorite type of comedy. I it love is. I love doing bits, but I feel like I want to get better at just being able to look at things and making them funny. 
Yeah. Like, and I am, and I'm not trying to like negative self-talk myself, like saying that I'm not funny or I can't do that. Yeah. But I also don't want to brag. Like, so it's like I'm somewhere in the middle of yeah. saying that I'm good and not saying that I'm good at it, but it's something that I'm actively practicing to do. Sure, it's man. just like, you can say crowd work or, but there's got to be, it's improv, right? There's a lot of different ways to say it, but that is true humor is finding situational moments where it's like, what the, f- how could this be going on? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, how could you be from there doing what you do here right now? And I have this idea about mm-hmm. it and it all makes mm-hmm. sense. How the fuck is it? Is this a video game? Mm-hmm. It's like when you make a joke like that, you're like, how did all this line the fuck up? Yep. It's so funny. It's so real. And the crowd doesn't even know what's going on. That's why they like laugh. It's almost as a nervousness. It it's is. like, it's hard to describe. Only comedians even know what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Regular makes people sense. are like, he's trailing off on one of those tandem things. Too. No, he's, he's a tandem candy. No. He's a candy cane. It's a tangent. He's trailing off. <laughs> no, no, it all makes sense for, for me, right? Like it all makes sense for me. It, it. Everything you're saying, it makes a B C D as a comic, as a comic. Cause like, I'm talking, to, I'm talking comic uh, jargon right now. That's what it is. But it, it makes sense to me too. That is. <laughs> I want to be better at being funny in the moment. Cause he is. Hey man. No, no. The real, try the most real moment we just had when we, we all thought that I said Jerry Lee Lewis. That is Dude, great. This is going on <laughs> Facebook for sure. Like <laughs> DeAndre is, finally admits where he gets his his comedy and Jerry his, Lee Lewis. Goodness gracious! <laughs> I don't want to get this pulled. Uh, <laughs> great falsify. It's a great song. Dude, give your social media. Anybody who made it this far, if you watch this show, thank you. I don't know why you watch it, but I love you. Thank you. You made it this far. You're invested in this man like I am. What's your social media, dude? We should have did it at the beginning. Oh what is your social God, media? Is man. it at DeAndre? Don't follow him on Instagram, I think, because God, he might yeah. have got hacked. I, I did. Like, it is. I it sent is. him my PayPal. <laughs> it's still. It's a Philippine It's still happy. It is. I think it's so. A, they I talk in it, broken English when they write me. With, they do, dude. With your name. Yeah. 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 I, I think it is a Philippine woman. I think it is. She talks in, like, broken English, like, yeah. for sure. Like. Like my, my girl's nail tech. Yeah, you know what I'm talking like the yeah. girl, like the girl that does my girl's nails, like when the, when she when I hear her talk to each other, when I hear her talk to my girl and tell her she's ready, that's the way that the texts come up. I'm like that. Those I've only heard those words in two places. Da, da, does that da, make da, sense? Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just got like a certain, and oh. I'm like I I don't know for sure, but I imagine that's how she would spell it. Yeah, that's probably does that makes sense. That's probably facts. Okay. That's probably facts. Okay. <laughs> but my social media man, it is uh, Facebook DeAndre Stringer. Just that, just DeAndre Stringer. Um, also, uh, for my Instagram, my new Instagram, it is at DeAndre Comedy underscore. That is at name. DeAndre Comedy. Follow this man. Um, he's at Wiley's Comedy Club tonight. This is yeah. a short note. This won't be out for a couple of days, so you guys yeah. missed that show. Uh, but next time he's there, you're going to fucking know about it, all right? Because you're going to follow him on social media. Do do you guys, it. make sure you follow Cap. Make sure you follow Citywide Studios on Instagram, on Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel, uh, Citywide Multimedia. Make sure you guys follow that. Make sure you follow the Morning Woods podcast. Like and subscribe. It really helps a lot. Um, we're launching the Patreon soon. We're going to have three tiers. Um, and like just donating five bucks a month to your friend who makes media, it really helps out a lot. If there's a hundred of us, if there's 200 of us, there's a thousand, like those little cents add up and it's not much to you for less than Netflix. You can really help out a lot. And if you guys really want to like donate a couple more bucks, we have other tiers where we'll sponsor or you guys can sponsor the show. 
We'll give you shout outs. You know, we'll, uh, you guys can suggest content. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of stuff that we're going to be doing on my end with the morning woods. And we also have some other podcasts coming out of the studio. I know it's like late in the episode to make an announcement, but there's just a lot of things going on over here, guys. So fucking right. follow all of us. Thank yes. you, DeAndre, so much for no coming. No problem. I shout appreciate out you. Cap, thank man. you, Cap, for being behind the camera today, man. I really appreciate you. We can't do this without you, man. So Cap. thank you to you Cap and Citywide. Coolest. Cap. We can't do it without I you. I know dude. y'all can't see him, but Cap is like the most realest white man slash black man ever seen in my life. He's man. behind the scenes, bro, like, but he's he making is, big, big he moves. He is very much that guy, bro. Like, I don't know He's you. the guy. He's that guy. This is the guy. This is my this is my partner, man. He's this that guy. guy he's bro. really the guy. We appreciate you, Cap. Thank you for having us uh, in your in your studio tonight. And, uh, dude, thanks for being here once again, you guys. Thank you. Sure. Follow us. Uh, peace out. Hell yeah, man. Hell that was yeah. That a fucking fun-ass episode. Hell yeah.